0: Welcome to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast. I am Danielle, your host here. And today's episode is about perfectionism. I actually gave this talk last month to a business development group, and I'll link them down below if you are interested in learning more, if you're a nutrition or fitness professional. But it's about perfectionism, and I was given the challenge to not create slides for it. I create slides for everything when I do lectures online, because it's, just, it's easier for people to follow along, but it's also you know, online, it's different and there's no real engagement. You can't see everybody properly and there's no feedback when you're on Zoom. So usually I do a, a slideshow, but this time I was challenged because one, I didn't have my left hand to work with, but also the um, CEO asked me he's like just just show up and do it. I know you can do it. It's fine. It'll be okay. And I'm like, "Okay, okay." So I did write some notes down. I'm like, "Okay, notes are not slides." <laughs> and so this is ironic because I am a perfectionist. I am a recovering perfectionist. And I think I learned it when I was young because It's always been seen as a positive trait. Perfectionism is a positive trait. And people will even say or praise you for, oh my gosh, you have everything together. Oh my gosh, look how you always do everything so perfectly. And they'll even say that. So I gave this talk to a bunch of nutrition and fitness professionals, which let's be real, most of us in the nutrition and fitness realm do struggle with perfectionism somewhere along the way. I mean, our industry is meant for, I mean, people are going to look at us and say, oh, I can't either, ident- I can't identify with your body. I want to be like your body or, ooh, she's got so much fat on her body. I cannot believe she's a nutrition professional or something. So there's always this thing of perfectionism lying in the background somewhere. And, but really perfectionism is this need to be or to appear perfect it's even believing that you can achieve perfection crazy like as a follower of jesus i know i don't get to be perfect until i'm i'm with jesus until my last breath here and my next breath with him that's when perfectionism gets to be but i don't get to be perfect here on this side of earth Perfectionism does not equal striving to be your best, though. So there's a whole difference. There's nothing healthy about perfection, but striving to be your best is more like, I want to grow, like this growth mindset that where I am now, I don't want to be there next year. I want to be to the next level. It's maybe think about. Striving to be your best would be more of like practice. You show up to um, hitting practice to be better and to practice getting better so that you can have a, you know, 900 batting average, right? You, you show up to keep practicing to get better at something. But perfectionism says there's no growth. Perfectionism is actually a cap A ceiling cap on growth means that, oh, I'm done. There's no more growth available. So again, growth is more about achievement and goals, not a static state of an already achieved thing. Okay, like you're not already achieved. That's what perfectionism does. So what are some signs of perfectionism? Well, maybe you're not able to do your dream because you have to have a system worked perfectly. You have to have something perfectly down. Maybe you don't clean your house because you don't know how you want to organize yet. Maybe you don't reorganize your kid's room or the toy room or whatever it is because you don't have a system down. You don't have a plan. And that plan is not perfect. That plan is, you know, like, let's think about the closet. With the closet, it's easy to overwhelm with closets and clothes. So if you don't have a plan, I might as well just not do it that's a sign of perfectionism is just saying, well, I might as well not do it and getting excuses of why you're not doing something. Maybe perfectionism shows up for you and not being able to invest more time or money into your wellness because of the what ifs, or maybe you're not ready yet. If you're constantly saying I'm not ready yet, that's probably a sign of perfectionism. Maybe you procrastinate on getting started on something or procrastinate finishing projects. Maybe you procrastinate spending time with your family because you have this... uh, I don't know how else to say it other than like the way pornography messes with people's minds. And I say people because pornography affects women and men. It's not just one or the other. Perfectionism messes with people's minds just like pornography does. If you think that you are supposed to be this Pinterest perfect family, that this is the way it is to go and experience life with my kids, and the reality is not the same, you're going to miss out on all of those blessings and experiences and learning moments for you. I, I truly believe that parenting is to mature and raise adults, honestly, because we don't know it until we have to go through and slow down our life to remember the basic the basics of life, Right. So if you are procrastinating on something, why? It's probably perfectionism or you learned perfectionism somewhere. Perfectionism also is found in being very critical of others, very critical of others, but not yourself. I mean, maybe you are silently to yourself, but you avoid it. But you're very critical of everyone else around you. You can see every single fault in everybody else, but you never address your own. You never address your own, or you get very um, defensive when someone brings up your flaws. That could be a sign of perfectionism. Maybe you forget that you, your children, your friends, your husband are a process, are part of a process, are on a process. They're not an end game. There's no before and after. There's a before and during. There's a before and during my new process or project or th- something, but there is no before and after until we're done with life, until we breathe our last breath. I would challenge you to stop seeing life in the before and afters and seeing it in the before and during. Maybe perfectionism shows up in that you don't want to be held accountable to anything. Maybe you hired a nutrition coach and you were really upset with yourself and where you've gotten and um, you don't show up for your nutrition coach and you're, you're logged, you quit logging, you just ghosted your person that you asked to help you and that you paid to help you because you can't be perfect, because you can't log your food perfectly because you're afraid that you're that you're actually going to have to start saying no to yourself. It's a sign of perfectionism. Maybe you're just constantly full of excuses. Maybe you have the all or nothing mentality. If you mess up your food choice for one day or one meal. That is like saying you have a flat tire on one tire and you're going to slash all other all the other 3 and all that is is just more expensive harder to deal with. Perfectionism has no place in life, because life is not all or nothing. Maybe it's difficult being happy for other people's success. Maybe you struggle with jealousy. What does that look like? Passive aggressively just clicking like on someone's post, not commenting and being excited for them. Maybe in real life, you just pretend to be excited for them. And then you just get really bitter and angry and start comparing yourself. Think about when you start to compare yourself, think about their life. Think about your life. You were given your life to live, not theirs. You probably can't handle what they have in their life or wouldn't like what they have in their life, nor them yourself comparison really is the thief of joy. When we struggle with comparison, we're likely struggling with perfectionism. Another example of the way we deal with perfectionism is maybe you just don't feel like, I don't feel like, well, you know what, if you don't feel like, why? Why? Do you feel like you need to show up looking a certain way? Do you need to show up and look like you have it all together? Do you not have it all together and you can't and you're embarrassed to show up? All of those things can be signs of perfectionism. But causes of perfectionism is where I want to go. Causes are insecurity, inadequacy, fear of disapproval. Think about growing up, I want you to think about who you were in eighth grade, eighth grade. And then I want you to think about what your insecurities were, where you felt inadequate, your struggles with fear of disapproval. Guarantee you those are the same things you struggle with today or what you're fighting against today. Guarantee it. You see, by the time we're in eighth grade, 14 years old, by the time we're in eighth grade, That is the last time that you have to change who you are. Because from 14 on is exactly who you are when you are an adult. And as an adult, a coping mechanism that seems to be culturally acceptable is perfectionism. Saying I'm too busy and going through all those things that we just listed off. Because we're insecure, inadequate, and and struggle with fear of disapproval. Maybe we have mental health. Another cause could be maybe we have mental health issues like anxiety. And let's talk about OCD for a minute. OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Obsessive compulsive disorder is not that everything has to be perfect in our house. People that struggle with OCD actually hoard, chew their fingers, like, and not just chew their nails for nervousness, but literally eat their fingers. Pull their hair out. Maybe they can't do something until something else has been done. Maybe they have to count the stoplights, the stoplight circles. Maybe they have to have their steering wheel tires pointed forward at all times. Maybe the dials on the dashboard have to be facing the right way. Maybe remote controls have to be lined up in a certain order. Maybe... They struggle with getting rid of things. Those people with anxiety, OCD, depression, mostly anxiety and OCD, probably struggle with perfectionism as well. Some parental relationships could have been a cause of your perfectionism because there could be some times where you interpreted and understood life in a way that was not healthy and maybe it wasn't meant to be. For example, I had a really flipping good game of volleyball when I was in high school, really good game. I was a um, offside hitter and I had one bad hit. It went out of bounds and everything else I did was great. Even when I got to play the back row, which I hardly ever did. But when I got to play, play the back row, it was so fun and I did really well. And what was the first thing I was, that was brought up after the game from my parents? What was with that one hit? That to me says, I need to be perfect. I interpreted it as that. So some parental relationships could be, you know, putting that in, in our heads. that We maybe interpreted something a certain way. And maybe you have a history of high achievement and you don't know anything different than high achievement. And it's a struggle. Constantly pursuing perfection instead of, con- cons- um, instead of constantly pursuing growth. Changing that mindset. Anxiety, depression, burnout, high levels of stress eating disorders. All of these things you have control over. All of these things you have control over. So some practical helps to give you control back. Get to therapy. Find a therapist. Date. Just like you would date a person on, I don't even know, I don't even want to like try to use the app names because I'd probably choose the wrong one and be embarrassed um, afterwards. But get to therapy. There is online therapy. There is therapy um, in person. I personally went to in-person therapy and I still go to in-person therapy as needed. Get to therapy if you're struggling with perfectionism. No one says you're gonna be there every week. You do get to graduate. This is on your terms and you can put your hands of your mental health in someone that is professional, that you trust. Again, you can date around and find your proper therapist that works good for you. Stop with the all or nothing or black and white. Instead, choose and instead of but. Every time you say but, replace that with the word and. Watch how you talk to yourself. Because the way you talk to yourself is the way you're going to be speaking to others too. Mess up on purpose. Messing up on purpose Something I learned growing up as a child near Amish families and growing up with Amish families is that the Amish purposely put a mistake in their work, especially their, their quilts. The Amish women will always have one mistake in their quilt because they recognize that they cannot be perfect, that there's only one person that is perfect, and that was Jesus Christ. Mess up on purpose and learn mess up on purpose, make that your make that your secret thing that you're going to mess up on purpose so that you don't deal with perfectionism. And the other thing too, is that this is what I do a lot is I try something new, learn something new challenge myself in a new way so that I cannot be perfect at it. So I cannot have an instant perfection. Something I love to do is go learn something new outside or art wise, or um, it could be painting or those cute little, I don't know if you've seen the the diamond dots thing. Um, I've been doing that. I've been doing um, drawing. I've been learning... um, other, other forms of art and maybe even doing a new Bible study or doing a um, new hike or f- learning a new area, going and venturing, um, learning a new craft um, outdoors, something like that. So these are some practical helps. Therapy, stopping with the black and white, all or nothing and choosing the word and instead of but. Watch how you talk to yourself, mess up on purpose and try something new. If any of this helped you, would you please do me a favor and rate this podcast at five stars, leave a written review. If you are not on an Apple product, would you please screenshot this and share something you learned from this podcast episode? Thank you so much and have a great day.